2: Welcome back to OZ Business Australia's only live streaming Business Investments and Market Channel. It is great to have your company as we kick off the afternoon at midday Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, we do every day for those who are joining us in states who may be on a public holiday and haven't caught up with the call before. Great to have your company. This is a show where we analyze 10 stocks um, suggested by you, the viewers. And we put them to two experts on whether you should buy, hold or sell. We do all of that in one hour. And we do it every day at midday, Eastern Daylight Time, um, right throughout the year, Monday to Friday. So, uh, And if you can't watch us live, you can always catch up on the OddsBiz platform towards the end of the day. And um, today, uh, we're delighted to have on our panel, Maitan darren from Deep Dive Analytics. Maitan, good to see you. Um and also Carl Kapalinga from uh Think Markets in Perth. Carl, good afternoon, good morning to you, your time. So it's pretty early for you, start of the day, nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah,
0: still early still early days over here, koshi I hope I'm coming through loud and clear. Had, yep, had some are. technical difficulties early on. That's great. I think um after Saturday night's result, I think somebody might have just uh, cut that cable across the Nullarbor because I think we just want to be left left, left alone for a while.
2: Yeah, exactly. Carl, Carl um, is a mad West Coast um, Eagles fan, and of course, gripping AFL finals over the weekend with some uh, uh, some really close decisions and and Collingwood just <laughs> getting up close over decisions. West Coast, but. Yeah, um, was. Sort of WA has blocked itself off from the rest of the country, anyhow. Now, I reckon that might <laughs> be extended after the finals result on, <laughs> on the weekend. Yeah, but, mate. Carl, good to have you electronically. Thanks, Gushing. All nice right. Uh, I, apart from uh, analysing the 10 stocks that, that you suggest to us, uh, I always choose a stock of the day, something that's in the market. So, I thought today we take a look at technology one. It's been ordered to pay $5.2 million to a former employee in a fair work claim. Uh, according to the federal judge, executive chairman, uh, was deceptive and self-serving and stood with the bullies rather than the bully. Um, a former Victorian manager was awarded the record damages paid on Friday after he was found he was unfairly dismissed back in 2016. Now, it, it's an interesting story because Tech One, technology one is one of the the really big tech companies here in Australia and been a bit of a market darling for a couple of years. Um, Nathan, a decision like this, does this affect the view of the firm at all and the shares?
1: Uh, Look, uh, morally I would like to think yes, but reality is no. Right. Um, It tends to, I mean, have a look at our banks. Uh, You know, you you can do just about anything and get away with it as long as uh, you're doing a a good business model and technology one is a pretty decent business model. Um, It's in the tech sector, but it's actually relatively stable, government contracts. It's done well, uh, but I think the big thing is it still has the same problem with most technology companies. They are trading a relatively high multiple. So we are beginning to see some pressure coming off that. So if you're not going to see more stimulus, and and I mean substantially higher stimulus, i hate to see how these stretched multiples can be sustained. So I'd expect these growth stocks to come back to... A lower multiple yep. and technology bill technology one will be one of those stocks right. so i think it'll come back but it's it's a good quality business i think the share price is all right where it is um right. i think it's not a bad play um its expansion globally potentially is the the big growth story so i would be i, I i've been keeping an eye on this stock and it is one that i think when oh, the so market this comes is out, on
2: your watch list which right. you know professionals like you have all the time don't yes. you, you um, these good stocks, yeah. blue chip stocks, you just keep an eye on. And when they drop down to reasonable levels, yeah, it's, it's time to chip away. It's up. got
1: defensive earnings. It's got a pretty good growth story. It's got growth expansion potential. Right. Management's got a pretty decent track record apart from the media yeah, bashing. Yep, they've yep, got yep. a track record of delivering. So in that context, you're in a mature model yep. which with growth. So it's a pretty decent, interesting idea. It's just a valuation problem. Yeah. So I was waiting for it to come off and it did. We actually had a sell on it when it ran up above nine bucks. Right. So it's now an interesting spot. I think the market needs a bit of steam to come off and there's a lot of uncertainty over the next month. Yeah. So when that plays out, I'd expect Technology One probably come back, uh, come back a bit as well. Right. And that'll give you an
2: opportunity to buy in. Okay. So not at the moment, but keep on your watch list for a pullback. Exactly. Okay. Carl, uh, what do you think of te- Technology One?
0: Uh, yeah, it looked pretty similar to to Mathan. It is a, a very well run business. They've had 11 consecutive uh, financial years of uh, record growth. Um, the growth, the rate of growth, um, look over the, over the, over the whole period is is quite good. But on average, it's about um, sort of high single digits per annum. With a sort of single high single digit uh, growth rate, it's hard to justify that that valuation at this stage, uh, for me. Uh, you know, the share price is, um, you know, again, I like to look at things from a technical perspective as well. And, and I like to see momentum uh, in earnings. That's where well, we've got that, but I like to see momentum moment, that re- reflected in momentum in the share price, and we're not seeing that either. So um, whilst I guess there will be a, a point to buy it, as Nathan said, I don't think it's here. Um, the, the decision today was what you originally referred to. It's not an insignificant uh, amount of money uh, for the company. I guess they would have uh, provisioned for it, however, um, but you know, order of magnitude, um, you know, five percent of net profit, um, so that that will will have to be made up somewhere else, and it just, I guess, you know, un- undermines uh, some of the some of the some of the, the good work that they're doing. Mm. So, uh, you look, it's 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 not a it's not a buy from me at this stage. Um, if if I had it, I would would hang on to it though. However, um, but I think there are better opportunities uh, from a price and fundamental okay. perspective at this point in time.
2: All right. So about talking about a pullback, good quality company, something to keep a watch on uh carl you're big on the charts uh give us a point where the chart says yes uh, is look here buy, and then i'll i'll okay. ask them if it pulls back to okay. what level
0: yeah I, I would say anywhere between that sort of um low sevens to high sixes so let's say 680 right. to, to 720 would be the zone right okay
2: Nathan?
1: yeah that's been where the valuation backs up right and so i think the market tends to play you have to remember over the last ooh, 18 months it's been going up and down it hasn't gone anywhere so the market is waiting for the execution to go to the next level and you have to remember pre that all the tech stocks had a huge multiple expansion so there's no need to rush in so i would be waiting uh, i think around the seven dollar mark for me looks interesting um you're never going to pick the bottom if uh-huh. it gets down to seven dollars you buy a bit at a time yeah and then as the business recovers
2: you'll do quite well yep. and that would be getting uh, down close to the march lows as well which is a good one all right let's um start looking at some of the stocks you've suggested martin um, carl wants a view on coca-cola amateur, the uh the big drinks manufacturer and distributor even though it's got coca-cola in the name and um, it really has diversified into uh, into water uh, juices over the last 10 years, hasn't it? Uh, it owns Mount Franklin and a few of those other bigger brands.
0: Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, look, obviously, uh, Coke I mean, fizzy fizzy drinks are still its its main gig, as you'd say. Uh, but yeah, look, an interesting uh, company. It's more of a, a turnaround play. It certainly is not one of those uh, high flying tech stocks, by any stretch of the imagination. It's very much an old school, old economy. Uh, style of company, and that's not necessarily a, a bad thing. Because I know lots of viewers out there are looking for those very stable businesses that you know are, are very steady, and and, and they're not going to wake up uh, one morning and find 70% of their their um, capital eroded uh, from from a, a you know a, a, a tail uh, black swan event, I should say. Um, so the the only problem I have with with Coca-Cola is that because it is a bit old school, it's in a very well-established um, business, there, there are a few growth opportunities. So we're not seeing um, high growth multiples attached to this, this stock, but yet it, it still has a very high PE. So PE is about 22. So without the growth, it's hard for me to justify um, the value in, in in the stock at this point in time. Uh, they've gone through a bit of a restructuring, um, You know, some cost savings coming through will support Uh, But having said that, there's still not a a lot of um, uh, excitement there, I think. Because it it has done well through uh, this this recent period of uncertainty, again, because it is quite defensive in in, in the nature of its earnings. It has turned around. Obviously, the short-term trend's uh, starting to move back up, which is very encouraging. The longer-term trend is still down, but I note that it is now just nudging a very important uh, resistance level around that 9 dollars $10 mark. If you can actually push through here, then I think it's looking pretty constructive. So the chart's on screen now. We can see that a long period of consolidation there um, and, and, and momentum building towards the, the right hand side of the chart. So uh, it's one of those things where I don't think you want to be too early on it because of some of those uncertainties I talked about. It could, it, that long-term trade could reestablish. So I think you want to buy it on a little bit of momentum. I know it's, it, it sometimes it doesn't make sense to pay more for something, obviously, you know, traditionally we like to pay less for things, but when you're waiting for a turnaround play, you're waiting for that big money to come back into the stock. Uh, and that's right. why we're happy to pay a little bit more to get the confidence that this one's heading back in the right okay. direction. So sort of through that 980 $10 level would be that point where I'd start to be more encouraged about this one.
2: Okay.
1: Nathan? Yeah, I mean, on the numbers, I can easily see how technical traders would be getting excited.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, it is breaking new levels. Um, it's a defensive play, as Carl said. Management have done really well. It's a crap industry.
2: Yep.
1: I mean, the <laughs> amount of bottles being sold just <laughs> declines year yep. after year after year. Yep. But they've done well in managing that. And the CEO's name escapes me, but she came across in a tough business and she's turned it around really well. Yep. So I like this because the management is doing really well in a crap industry. Now, it's it's basically a bet on how the economy is opening up. Because if people are going to sports, if you're going to yeah. your pubs and clubs, you're going to drink Coke. If you're going to Maccas and get the drinks and yeah. you know different, different drinks, they so sell it's not, not cans,
2: you just buy it. Exactly. They, it is what they're pulling at all the clubs. Exactly. And so all the you, you need
1: people to be moving around. Yes. Now, my survey with coffee shops yeah. tells me our traffic is around 40%. Yeah. Um, my guess is you'll probably get to around 70, 80% by early next year in Q1. It's going to be slow. People are not planning to come back quickly. It'll be gradual. And a lot of the offices are trying to plan for the new structure, and that's all It's going to take time. Um, So that will take time, and I think Coca-Cola is running a bit too hard at the moment. You'll probably see it come back. But if it comes down to around the $8 level, it's been a pretty Mm -hmm. good support level. It pays a decent yield at $8. Management does well. They've bought a lot of brands to it diversify their business model their big growth story was in indonesia but they've been selling that bit by bit to cover up the issues with the rest of the business and cover up the uh, balance sheet and hold it together so i think they've done really well with what they have but i don't think you this is one that's going to suddenly shoot the lights out so i'm not going to jump in it's a defensive play it's a good play for fundies to park their money because you're not going to get killed as carl said but you know if you're going to pick 10 15 stocks This is not at the top of the list unless it's really cheap. And for me, it gets
2: there around $8. Not cheap enough. Okay. All right, Martin, thank you for that. Uh, Let's go from a defensive stock to uh, a growth stock. Uh, Shabir wants a view Nathan on Nanosonics. Now, they're in the business of disinfecting um, uh, hospital surgery instruments. So it's Mm. sort of, they have a a thing like uh, a big box like one of the robots out of uh, out of Star Wars that goes around you, you stick all the uh, all the instruments you've used in surgeries, and it uh, it takes out all the contamination and controls all the diseases. Really nifty um, project, mate.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've, back in the day, I bought this at eighty cents, and wow. then held it for about a year. It ran up to a dollar. I thought genius. I got out, <laughs> and then it, you know I think it was about a month or two after that, it went to three bucks. Right. So there you go. Um, the, the thing about this is, it's really, really hard to get into the hospital system. Yeah. Once you're in there, you so are able to sell... It's hard sell. to get out. <laughs> well, you can sell a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, the hardest thing I thought, well, the reason I got out of it, is purely because I thought it would take them a lot longer to execute, yeah. but they've done a phenomenal job in the US getting into all the hospitals. Now that they are offering new product range, the fact that they're already there and trusted and deliver and in this macro environment where viruses are getting a lot of play, yeah. they are suddenly in the sweet spot. So they can actually get their product range out. Yes, they trade at a very high multiple, yeah. um, but they should. They right. are good. Okay. Management does deliver. Yeah. So it it's one of those ones where I think the market knows it's good and it's paying up for it. Do I want to chase it here? Probably not. As If it comes back, I want to look at this again you look at March as an example it got down to around 450 look don't get picky because this is good if it gets five dollars or below five dollars I would get some and keep it they are very good they've got new products coming the upside is there
2: yep and uh, the beauty of it is not only do they sell the box but then the hospitals have to keep getting all the disinfectant and that's, everything like that, that is, which is that where is, they make their money.
1: That's where you can completely rip them headless. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's the disposable stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's where the margin is.
2: Yeah, it's like, it's like Nespresso coffee pods. You know, you've got to keep putting those pods into your machine. Uh, Carl, what do you think of nanosonics?
0: Uh, look, I agree, it's a, a very uh, well-run uh, business and a, and, a, and a very good product. So uh, my wife actually is an ultrasonographer. So, so she uses a okay. Trophon unit uh, every time she goes to work. Uh, and she does say, look, it is it is the best thing out there and it's certainly better than what they were using before uh, before this product. Uh, and, and that's they are considered pretty much to be the global standard, and that's why they're in about 20% of, um, of uh, various hospitals or, or, or users at this point in time. About 90% of their revenue comes from the US, so that's where uh, the upside will be, and uh, probably a little bit of a, a warning there for me just in terms of uh, the disruption uh, that COVID has had over there compared to, say, over here. So I know that um, uh, in terms of numbers of ultrasounds, I know that there was a very, very sharp drop-off uh, just as, as the first wave hit. Uh, but I do know, I can tell you right now, that they're doing just as many ultrasounds now as they were um, before the, the start of the crisis. Now, that's in Australia, of course, because I have some exposure there in the US. I would suspect that it'll take a bit longer um, for the for the, for the, the number of those um, ultrasounds to get back to normal. Uh, and therefore, as you suggested earlier, because they're, they're in that consumables business as well for their products, uh, we may see a, a little bit of a drag on, on earnings as a result. Uh, but uh, look, the only other, other problem, I've got a couple of other problems with this company. Um, Trophon is their main product. There really isn't uh, another main product after that. I guess that kind of makes sense, isn't it? If Trophon's their main product, but uh, it's a bit of a one-trick <laughs> pony is probably, probably the better way to say it. Uh, and they've been talking for many years about uh, producing some other products and we just haven't seen any evidence of that. And I did have a look at it, look for it again very carefully in their last um, uh, financial report. And, again, and they were, it was almost conspicuous by the absence of, of any, any news on, on the next product to come out. So uh, with it being a bit of a one trick pony with, it, uh, with those problems potentially in the US and that being such a, a large part of their earnings, it's trading at about 130 times um, uh, earnings as well. There's no dividend uh, to, to keep you, you kind of uh, tracking along and a little bit of an income coming from the stock um, in the meantime. So for me, uh, in addition to the chart, I should talk about the chart at some stage, uh, just that sort of gradual downtrend. It tells me uh, that all the things I've talked about, it, you know, all of those factors are working its way into the share price. Um, not to say that it won't be a good buy at some stage. I'm um, probably be looking around about sub $5 as the right. point where you'd say, look, it's starting to get to that point where you'd have to uh, put some money back into it.
2: Okay. All right. Thank you for that, Shabir, uh, for that suggestion. Uh, Carl, Jeremy wants a view on uh, on elders. And um, so sort of this is a, a conglomerate of different sorts of business, but with the common theme that it's in agriculture. It's sort of a uh, an agricultural conglomerate with a finger at a whole bunch of different buyers from from property to transport to grain handling to, to actually real estate
0: yeah look it's an excellent segue between uh, between nanosonics and into this one because you know nanosonics being more of a one trick pony where the, where elders is just such a, a broadly diversified as you say conglomerate and you know if, if, if there's an issue in, in one of their their segments um, you know if it doesn't rain uh, for example then potentially you know we've, we've got uh, some tailwinds in the insurance side of the business or the financial services side of the business so i think that's def- definitely a positive um you know, again a, a company that's gone uh through a bit of a restructuring lately a bit like coca-cola i think they're coming out of uh this a bit better than coca-cola for example uh and and, and i think they're kind of just hitting their straps um we've, we've got some relief in terms of the, the drought conditions which will also be supportive um we've got some tar winds i guess for insurance with uh premium uh, repricing and that, and that's a, a positive as well. So you know fundamentally, I think I think they're going well. They've been quite good at growing earnings over the last sort of uh, three financial years, uh, and really good growth coming in in the in their last uh, FY20 re- report there. And I think all of those fundamentals are being reflected in the in the chart. Uh, so we're seeing a nice trend: see bottom left, top right. That's always a good start. Uh, a little bit of consolidation over the last few weeks and then a bit of a breakout to the upside. So it's one I think at the last, uh, maybe second from last time I was on the show, I I, I called it a buy. I'm happy to stick with that at this stage. I see no reason why you wouldn't um, uh, hold it if you had it or continue to buy it if you didn't. Um, The the valuation doesn't look pressing here and it's got a reasonable yield as well.
2: Okay. Nathan, Elders?
1: Yeah, it looks good. But uh, you do not buy agri stocks after they've had the run. Because there's the data tells you there's underlying risks and yep. the cycles are massive. Yep. And so if you look at this stock, we were, I mean, we looked at this stock for a long time and we like the stock. It's not that the management is bad or good. They're just exposed to the agri-cycle. Yep. When the cycle's good, the stock runs. When the cycle turns, it gets killed. Right. So you've got to be quite nimble to know when so going to get so out. So you buy it
2: during drought.
1: Exactly. You buy right. it at drought and don't look at it. Yeah. And then when when you have this, like when everyone loves it, you get out. Right. Right. So, you know, if I was looking at the whole thematic, what what is driving elders? Obviously, there is price inflation in food, farming um, prices, farm prices, all of that. That's all playing perfectly for them. I would look at something else that's not had the run. So what is farmers, what would farmers be using? Fertilisers. So if you look at the chemical sector, you look at New Farm or you look at Instech Pivot, They help farmers, farmers are doing quite well right now, weather is helping them, Mm -hmm. all positive. These stocks have been unloved, they're in value territory. That's when you buy them. So they're also purely exposed to the agri-sector. So you've got to look at the cycle and I buy these things when it's unloved because these are basically related to basic economic or weather or some kind of farming cycles. So you wanna buy that before the cycle starts and when the cycle starts, you wanna start taking profit. Right. So Elders on the numbers, it actually, i looked at the numbers, it's had a number of upgrades, they've done well, they made acquisitions as things improved. It's probably valuations, it's around 10, 11 bucks. Uh, they have to do really well from here to right. get the next upside. The share price probably will go up a bit in the short term because it's defensive and fund managers are struggling for buy ideas. So they tend to buy more of what they already have. So the guys who are already in Elders will buy more of the Elders. Yeah. So that's, that'll push it up a bit. But the risk return for an investor to go in right now, if you have it, hold on to it. Yep. Right? Because other fundees will give you a bit of a boost. But would you jump in fresh money to buy it? Not here. Right. It's done well. So I would look at someone like a new farm new or yeah. Instec. New
2: Okay. Um, thank you for that, uh, Jeremy. Now, Nathan, uh, Tina wants a view on Newcrest Mining, our sort of uh, biggest premium gold company, gold miner.
1: Yeah, um, this is one where management runs around and then suddenly finds a hole and falls in it. Uh. They always find uh. problems. This is this is this one actually makes our gold sector look bad, because it's the biggest guy there, and they always have some problems. Uh. The, the next batch where you got um, Northern Star, Ev- Evolution, and Saracen, outperformers. Right. But they're outperforming because the market cap of Newcrest is so big, yeah. the, the, or the overall sector is dominated by Newcrest. So it doesn't look so good. So if you strip Newcrest out, our gold sector has killed it over the last right. couple of years. Okay. In saying that, the benefit Newcrest has is because it's the biggest gorilla in that sector, when index ETFs want to buy the gold sector, they have to buy new crest. Ah, so okay. as bad as it may be, and the track record is not great, it does have very good thematic. Spot gold, uh, it's about 1900, it got just about 2000. Uh, look, it's trading at pretty high levels. Yeah. I actually think gold has pretty positive up outlook oh, going. Okay. So I'm pretty positive on gold. Right. have been for a, about a year yep. and a half. So I think gold stocks will do better. They've had a bit of a pullback. They generally do around this time, and then they have another rally up. So I think gold stocks will run and I think Newcrest will do better, but I think there are better gold stocks. So I would look at right. someone like Gold Road, who's I think trading around 140, 150. Right. And it, the last cycle, it got up to two bucks. So your leverage is much better. I would, I'd like, I mean, Newcrest has all the pers- the things that I'm looking for. Gold miner in Australia, yeah. because if if you look at the big thematic, US dollar slides, which I think will continue to slide, which is positive for gold. But the big thing is, it's the Aussie dollar so your expenses are in Aussie dollars so even if it goes against you the Aussie dollar gold price is still quite high so most yeah. Aussie gold miners are making a 100% margin plus wow so they're they're like churning out better than the banks yeah so right now if you they're not doing well now they'll never do well yeah. they're at all time high well pretty close to all time high gold price yeah. so yeah I look I think it's a great sector Newcrest is not my pick but yeah. I think it'll do okay I think it'll do okay but I think if you look at where you're bang for your buck, I'll probably go for Saracen, Silver Lake
2: or Gold Road. Gold Road, okay. And Evolution you were mentioning Yeah, as well. the, the next okay. batch is better. All right. Uh, Carl, what do you think of Newcrest? Chris?
0: Look, uh, yeah, pretty similar comments. Definitely not my favorite in the sector. They're, you know, I think production's a big problem for them. So, you know, there's two ways as a gold company, you can get a higher share price. That's in, increase your production and sell more of the stuff. That you're digging out of the ground, or the price of the stuff you're digging out of the ground goes up, and it's the latter that has supported uh, Newcrest over the last uh, really year. Um, so yeah, pr- look, pr- production struggling a little bit on the back of lower grades. Um, no indication that that's going to going to change uh, for the next FY at least. Um, but you know, look, despite that, still lots of cash. and I think that's kind of the the thematic here. Uh, and, and amongst many of these gold plays so plenty of cash it'll support their their dividend streams going forward for newcrest to really go to the next level uh, and, and i mean you know forty dollars and beyond we're going to need a gold price to to break out past 2100 and keep going to 2500 um it, you know and, and if that occurs then this will be one of the better ones to play because it's one of the least hedged out of the majors, so if you look at uh, Northern Star, Evolution, etc., uh, Newcrest has a has a, has a far smaller hedge book, um, so so therefore you're going to get um, quite a bit of leverage to the to the gold price. Uh, having said that, I like to see uh, my gold miners increasing production, so either of those uh, two stocks I just discussed uh, falls more more into that category. Um, if you want to go to a little bit more of the smaller end and therefore more leverage, uh, West African Resources I think looks looks pretty good. ticket code WAF. Um, and alkane as well. To code alk uh, is probably a more leveraged exposure. So look, I don't think UCrest is going to do poorly. I'm not a buyer right here. Um, okay. And if you've got a, if you've got a strong view on the on the gold price uh, and you think it's going up and you're holding UCrest, then you'd you'd hang on to it for that reason. Okay.
2: All right. Thank you, Tina. Uh, Olivia. Um, Carl wants a view on uh, Nine Entertainment, the uh, the big television newspaper group.
0: It's an interesting stock. It's a bit of a conundrum for me because you're trying to balance out the old school. We've talked a little bit in today's session, haven't we, about old school uh, yep. earners and, 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 you know, new economy earners. And uh, nine's a, a bit of a mix of both. So we've got the, the free to air part of the business, which is uh, the, the earnings are, are shrinking. We've got plenty of uh, headwinds from, from pullbacks in advertising budgets due, due to COVID. Uh, but then you've got you've got Stan, um, you've got nine now, uh, which is where all of the earnings growth and earnings upsides going to come from. And, uh, you know, we saw about a 50% growth rate in Stan earnings in the last FY. So uh, that's that's really, I guess, um, what you have to, to look at and consider and understand to, to, to decide whether the stock's cheaper or expensive. Um, if we're going to see that growth continued, then I think we're probably uh, at a reasonable valuation here. Um, assuming that the, the drag from free to wear doesn't uh, become too much greater. I think that's reflected in the, in the in the share price. We're starting to see it maybe be priced more, of a, more as a growth stock than an old economy stock. We're seeing a, a nice trend develop in the short term. I think we're a long way away from saying it, it, it's a really viable trend that you want to jump on just yet. Um, so I have to go back to the old story of, look, if you had it, you'd definitely hold on to it. If you didn't have it, I'm probably not a buyer at this stage, uh, just given okay. the, the technical outlook.
2: All right, Nathan, nine. Of course, I have um, Domain. interest in Domain as well, don't they? Yeah. A real estate platform.
1: Uh, look, they've swallowed Fairfax. Yeah. Um, there are some really nice brands in there. It's priced for that. Um, you have to remember back in January, pre-pandemic crash, it was trading at two bucks. Yeah, That's bull market. We're going steroids, bull market. So yeah. when we were there, this was only 10% higher. Right. This is a cyclical stock. So you're pricing in a fair bit. So if you look at the cycle, the data follows consumer spending to retail, and they're the guys who are doing to do a lot of their ads. Yep. Unless you have an election cycle where the government just okay. pummels cash in there. Yep. Um, <laughs> taxpayers money anyway. Uh, so that <laughs> otherwise you don't get the huge cycle in advertising. It's actually quite interesting because for me, the, the whole advertising um, atmosphere is evolving in technology, where, like, for example, back in the day, you used to print a lot of catalogs. I used to deliver these catalogs back in my day. Yeah. Uh, good money, tax-free. Fr- <laughs> tax uh, but now, nobody does that because everything is online you get an email Woolworth sends you personalized email about everything they know when you buy how much you buy and they try to get you in on the day you don't want to buy and get you to buy other stuff that you don't really want to buy so it's interesting how the dynamics have evolved so I think they're going to find it harder and harder as time goes what they're losing in free to air they're gaining in stand Um, it's a bit like voxtel you know you're cannibalizing one to get the other so I don't think that net net is there I think the Fairfax brands are pretty cool. I think they have, but that's getting diluted gradually. Now they have to revamp it and get it up and running and actually go out and grab the market, which they haven't been able to do. They haven't spent on the model and got it up there. So for the price that it is trading, I don't think it's worth the brands that they have. Right. So I think, yes, it's done well. It's the whole whole
2: opening up of the economy play, but that's already pricing in a fair bit of that. Okay, all right. Let's uh, just recap the first five stocks and stock of the day. Technology one was our stock of the day. Um, Nathan is going to be watching it on a pullback. Um, Carl, the same chart saying if it gets down to that seven-dollar mark, well then it's worth adding good quality technology stock going forward. Uh, Coca-Cola Amatil, good defensive stock, not at this price for both uh, Carl and Nathan got down to around $8 worth considering as a defensive. Uh, Nanosonics, great company, um, really good uh, technology that's priced into a bit of a one trick pony, one really good product at the moment, needs to diversify again around $5. Um, it's uh, worth looking at. Um, Elders, the big agricultural conglomerate, a yes from Carl, uh, a no from Nathan, he would go um, to the chemical companies instead, the, are going to feed the farmers and all their crops because I want fertiliser. Um, New Farm and Incitec uh, Pivot are probably better priced if you want exposure to that agricultural category. Uh, Newcrest Mining, the big uh, gold giant in that sector. Um, a no from both Mason and uh, Carl for a whole range of reasons. Um, better value in that second level down there maybe Uh, Northern Star, Saracen, Evolution, Gold Road, and Nine, a no from both of them as well. And uh, just uh, uh, here on the call, uh, we've been tracking our own portfolio or index. Uh, Any uh, share that gets the thumbs up from both our export panel goes into uh, that portfolio. Let's have a look on how it's doing at the moment for the last week. Down half a percent for the month, down 1%. Uh, since the 1st of July, up 8%. And if you look at some of the companies that have been recently added to it, uh, Pro Medicus, ResMed, AUB Group, Betmakers, Simic uh, and PointsBet was taken out of it last week. Um, coming up on the Pulse after one o'clock, uh, Anthony uh, Patinia, who's the Chief Executive of Wiz, joins us fresh off acquiring local rival Get Jarvis. Ahead of an IPO next year, that is in the next hour on the Pulse. Let's get into our um, next five stocks, and Nathan Cindy wants a view on IGO, and uh, that's the the big mineral exploration company um, in nickel, copper, and and zinc.
1: Yeah, look, it's it's the nickel play. It's yep.
2: it's a very
1: good uh, business model. Management, it has a very good track record. Um, nickel is one of the most hated commodities in the market
2: no one talks about yeah because it's at all
1: it's like the 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 ugly ugly duckling right right okay. copper is everyone's fan favorite yep. if you think there's a global recovery you buy copper right i, I think i understand the logic behind it because it's the history of copper you've had copper for the basic economic recovery cycle and then yep. you look at the whole battery technology recovery renewables and copper plays yep. into that as well but i think where nickel plays really well is the fact that If you look at the recent rallies in graphite, in lithium, um, all of these battery tech commodities, nickel has been one of the laggards, Mm. but I think it should be taken into account because even Elon Musk, mind you, he's not the one I would be relying on a lot of things, (laughs) but even he came out and said, we need more nickel, Ah. right, because he didn't say we need more lithium, he didn't say we need more cobalt, he said we need more nickel. And the two main countries, the top two countries who produce nickel, uh, are in Southeast Asia, and they're what I would categorize as COVID countries. Right. So there is a real risk of supply-side shock as well. Right. Now, on top of that, the price of nickel has actually held up quite well. So there, is be, there has been this profit-taking cycle that's played out in a few of the um, nickel stocks. I like IGO, I like Western Areas. Both of them look good. The recent updates have been pretty positive. The underlying commodity is doing well. Again, this is one of those unloved commodities and these are unloved stocks. I'm a big fan here. The chart doesn't look great. It's come back, but so has a lot of stocks. I mean, 90% of the market's come back. But these look quite interesting. I think over Mm -hmm. the next 12 to 18 months, you can make a lot of money on these stocks because they're very well managed, their outlook is pretty positive. They're on an upgrade cycle. Right. Everything is working for them. I mean I again you put a caveat, if nickel prices start to collapse, you get out. If right. global even in a stable, low growth global outlook, the whole renewable technology play yeah. will help okay. nickel.
2: So IGO or Western areas? That's what, right. what's your preferred? Do you have a preferred? Ah, uh, look IGO is
1: the market preference. Right. It's okay. it's the much
2: higher quality one. All right now you want like elon musk did to piedmont uh the other day say yep i want a contract and you you watch the share price going through the roof by association uh carl what do you think of igo not uh
0: look not a big fan i think the chart is uh as Nathan said it doesn't look fantastic Uh, look i i think there will be a time and a place but until the market starts to agree with me uh, there's not a lot I can do. I don't want to be in something uh, that's at four that's going to be at 350 in three months' time, uh, even if it might be in six six at six dollars um, in in 12 months' time. You know, I'll I'll look at it when it's at 350, and then I'll, I'll I'll make that decision then. I think there's a real chance that this one can can go lower. I know for a value investor like Nathan, um, that's a good thing for him because he's, he's he he likes the company, he understands the fundamentals, and then for him it's just a matter of how cheap can I buy it, and and, and the cheaper it gets, the better it is. I'm a very different style of investor trader. And I think viewers need to understand the difference between the two when they, yep. they're sort of um, deciphering our comments. Um, so if I say something's not a buy, it doesn't mean that um, I'm necessarily just disagreeing with him and vice versa, we're just a, a different style. So I like to see momentum. I like to see the, mar- the money coming into the market telling me that now's the time, okay? So right. uh, I guess my style's more about timing uh, rather than time in the market. And I'm not seeing that now. I've got short-term downtrends telling me that the, the traders... Uh, You know the ones that are hopping on their on the on on their from foot to foot trying to trying to make money out of it. They're not they're not seeing the value in it, and the long term investors aren't coming in yet. So long term trends are down. I think it might start to get interesting at 350, but I'd need to see it it hit there and then bounce quite strongly with some volume. There's not a lot of volume in it at the moment. Tells me that volume. It's a bit like the volume uh, on your stereo. So if the volumes turn down very, very low, it's very hard to hear, and that's what we hear, that's what we're seeing or not hearing at the moment uh, for the yeah. stock. When the volume starts to come in at that three fifty, then I'd be more interested. Um, it, it's you know, look, it, it's it's got all the makings there of uh, of a reasonably uh, good producer, uh, lots of cash. Um, Nova is is their is their key asset, I think, rather than Tropicana. So they've got um, nickel, copper, and gold. So yeah. uh, not the one tri- one trick pony. There's 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 a few things going. You know, if copper prices go up. That's great if nickel prices go up, that's great if gold prices go up, that's great as well. So look, very interesting stock, just not not the one for me right here. Okay, all
2: right. And a good explanation on um, how you approach investing in a number of different ways. Um, Mariana, um, Carl wants a view on Boral, the big building products supply, sleepy, uh, terrible uh, performer, uh, got rid of their chief executive, in comes Seven Group Holdings with Ryan Stokes, builds up a stake, gets two seats on the board, and then everyone's going, oh, maybe it's not that sleepy anymore.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that's a big, big factor here. And I just, I just as you're saying, boring and sleepy, uh, and that describes Oral Down Pat. But I just wanted to see what the share price is today compared to where it was 10 years ago, because my hunch was. It's exactly at the same share price. Of course, there's been some dividends in between. Don't get me yep. wrong, but yeah, look, it's it's a, it hasn't moved in, in net, net in ten years and almost in twenty, and that's just Um, uh, But having said that, in between uh, that long period of underperformance, there are periods where hey, it goes, it does go up, and we're in one of those periods now. So um, the very short term trend, as you can see from the chart on screen, and I'm talking from those COVID lows, is starting to look pretty good. So we're seeing some great momentum come in. Um, I, I had to force I put a buy note out on this in August I think it was and honestly gosh, I had to force myself to do it so I had, to, <laughs> I, I had to I had to get rid of all of my you know my prejudices against this company because it's been such a dog for so long and force myself to put it out and it's looking pretty good so far that call um, however that's probably about uh, 15% ago would I buy it here oh gosh I have to I have to put aside those prejudices again and so say the chart still looks good. So yes, I would buy it here. I can't believe I'm saying this on, on national streaming <laughs> uh, television, but yes, I would buy Boral now. I think that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to go and get myself make myself a cup of tea now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mateen, for years
2: everyone has been saying Boral's parts are worth more than the whole, yeah. but it's never had the management to say right. We're going to we are an ordinary sleeping company, we're going to break it up and get more value out of it. Um, the view of the market is maybe Ryan Stokes will force it.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's where the recovery is. It's not yeah. on the numbers, because no. the numbers are, no. are crap. Yeah. Uh, so the main thing was it's been managed badly, underperformed, downgrade after downgrade, and the CEO was talking about yeah. workers and unions because he couldn't manage the business. Yeah. Now, that's been flipped. Uh, there's talks in the market that they might sell the U.S. side and then shrink to greatness. Everyone loves to shrink to greatness. <laughs> so it's probably where it is now is pricing in those upsides. Yep. I'm not chasing it here. Um, it's doubled on that concept that it could be split up yep. and asset sales, but that's already in the price. Just think of James Hardy versus Bora. Yep. How much money you lost sitting in Borough and where you are with James Hardy. Yep. That is the reason, the difference in management. So yep. no need to be there. Okay.
2: All right, Matt uh, wants a view, Nathan, on tilt renewables. I didn't know much about this one, but owns operates um, wind farms and um, has a lot of um, solar um, in the pipeline development um, in um, in New Zealand and Southeast uh, Australia. And considering the government has said renewables. Is going to be one of the six industries that we're going to supercharge it with support over the next couple of years. Uh, That's look, a good thing.
1: I wouldn't say I'm the specialist in this category, but it ticks all the boxes on the numbers. Yeah. Uh, you're in the right sector. You're in the area where the market is moving towards. You've got ethical funds having to buy all these stocks. Right. So you've got a lot of positives working for you, and the trend on what they've delivered, the market continues to like, and they're upgrading on that and there is more and more money in being coming into mm. that sector so it's it's been one of the defensives that's done really well and for a number of years a lot of the renewable stocks have struggled and that's turned around this has been one of the ones that's leading and again this has got stuff in New Zealand anything yep. with stuff in New Zealand you buy
2: yep <laughs> <laughs> all right so these prices it's thinly traded yeah look, look I
1: I'm not I don't find infrastructure utility stocks exciting at this point right because the market knows about them and prices for them. Right. if you're there just keep it. If you're not there, look for something else. Right, okay. Uh, Carl?
0: Yeah, look, I like to see a a nice track record in in earnings as well, uh, as as well as a a nice track record in the chart appreciation. And I'm, I'm not seeing... Uh, the fundamentals backing up the technicals here. The technicals look good, I suspect, maybe because of many of the things Nathan's discussed. I mean, you, you know, these, these ESG fund managers, they, they've they got to buy something uh, and they've got a, a limited uh, supply of those companies and it's probably supporting the share price. Uh, I can't see the fundamentals um, backing that up. As I said, we've got a, a 11% fall in revenues uh, for the last financial year, net profit down 26%, free cash flows down 14%. Uh, I, I, I couldn't... The, the, I. I because there's not a lot of information in this company, it's relatively new, it's not well known. I, 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 was, I dug and I dug and I just couldn't find the rationale for why uh, they thought the, the, the numbers were down. There's so many glossy pictures in there about um, you know of wind farms that I, I just couldn't find the detail, and that always concerns me when I have to dig that hard <laughs> to find out why yep. something's happened. That that's a concern for me, so I, I can't buy it on that basis. If you had it based upon the technicals, I'd, I'd hold it, but uh, it's right. not for me. Okay,
2: all right. Um, something sort of related, but more old school. Uh, Clayton wants a view of uh, um, Carlon Oznet Services. It owns and operates basically Victoria's electricity network, uh, the poles and, and wires, um, and also um, seems to be getting into that infrastructure area as well.
0: Yeah, look. If, if I said uh, earlier on that is the, the most boring company on the ASX, and I think this one's probably number two. Uh, having said that, hey, if that's what you're after, then that's fine too. And 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 and, and I guess as a, as an analyst and somebody who puts. Um, research in front of a lot of clients, I have to respect that different clients have different needs, okay? So some clients, they want to buy something that's five cents today and that's at 50 cents uh, tomorrow, like Piedmont uh, lithium, you know? And that's yeah. and that's brilliant for them. I've got to find the things to put in front of them. Other clients, uh, they've got a self-managed super fund. Uh, that's how they, that's where the bulk of their their current income comes from and they need that to last them until the day they die. Uh, and therefore, uh, they need things like Ausnet Services, which pays a, a 5%, uh, it's only 50% Frank. that's a little bit disappointing, but, but a, a great yield in the context of what you're getting anywhere else in the world today. It has very little growth in earnings, uh, which if you, if you replay me, if you're watching this in the replay, go back and listen to me talk about how I want to see earnings growth you know, yep. in anything I buy. This one doesn't have it. But hey, if you, if, if that's, if you're not in, if that doesn't bother you and all you care about is the yield, and that's why you, you're going to buy this one now. And, and for the chart actually doesn't look that bad. And it's probably because oh, that the, you know the, the yield is supporting it, and the stability is supporting it amidst the backdrop of a very uncertain environment. More broadly speaking, within the the, the market. So, right. um, if if that's the type of investor that you are, then I would be happy to hold it if I had it. If I didn't have it, I'd be happy to buy it here. Uh, if you're looking for the next period, Mont lithium, then don't buy this one. Right.
2: So it's a. a if you're after if you're after yield and a defensive play certainty, yep. and look, a lot of people have that as a core of their portfolio and had some fun with growth stocks on, on top of it. Um, yeah, open. absolutely.
1: Yeah, look, it's similar to TLT before. Um, these guys, their earnings is a bit furfy because they they do all the uh, geared up play to make sure that they don't actually show any profits right. uh, because they don't want to pay any tax. That's the whole structure <laughs> behind most of the utilities, right? Yeah. So you almost have to go to the next level and look at it on a revenue EBIT kind of place to multiples to make any sense yeah. out of it. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm the best at it, but on the numbers, these guys are okay. Um, but you're buying, as Carl said, you're buying boring stuff that gives you good yield. Yeah. I mean, you've got a bond yield at less than 1% and you can get 4% to 5% from these guys. I mean, of course, there's the equity risk, blah, yep. blah, but overall, it's a, it's not a bad play. I don't mind the utilities, but it doesn't excite me in the market at this point because they're good, but they're priced for why they are good. Right. So you're not getting a cheap play here. You're not going to get the capital appreciation. Chances are you're going to get a decent yield, but okay. as the economy recovers, you'll probably lose some capital.
2: So what's an alternative for a yield play, a defensive yield stock? So
1: I would look at something that's a potential breakup with upside um, defensive value play. So I would look at something like an Ampol. On the out. property play, yeah. I would look at someone like a Telstra right. with the infrastructure mm. play. Um, I would look at someone like West Farmers. It's not okay. cheap. They pay a good yield. Got a 10 billion sitting there for them to do an M&A, yep. so they'll do something. So those kind of players for me looks good. You know, in the same category, APA is a very good. I was going model. to mention APA. That, that's probably again another big boy that delivers
2: a good yield, defensive.
1: Yep. So there's a number of players like and that. You
2: in APA, instead of poles and wires, it's gas pipelines. And so, the government is trying to, you
1: know, and, and yeah. it's had a bit of a pullback, APA. So you yeah. get a bit of a, so for me, you know, the, you're, you're not buying exciting stuff here. You buy yeah. things that are going to be around for a long time and paying you yeah. a decent yield. Yeah, so. yeah,
2: but as Carl keeps saying, for a lot of investors, that's, that's right. a way to do it. You've got to um, recognise that yourself. Uh, and a lot of uh, people would have been in the big four banks as their defensive play <laughs> and their, their yield stocks. Um, our final suggestion from you is on NAB, uh, Nathan. So uh, they've lost that luster, haven't they, of being a defensive Yule uh, play? Uh, they, what do you think of that?
1: Yeah, they've been beaten into a pulp. Yep. Um, <laughs> the interesting part is they look so bad that they're, they're worth looking at. Ah. Uh, mainly because it's not suddenly that they're going to turn it around. But the government has given them a lot of free kicks. Yep. They've got caught on just about everything. The government's given them a lot of of get-out-of-jail-free cards, so they should be okay. They're not going to suddenly see net interest margins fly out. They're not going to see demand going through the roof. That's not going to happen. But they've already put in massive provisions while everyone's worried about end of the world. So for them, it's the provisions that matter. So they've got these huge provisions, and so if it's not as bad as what they're saying...
2: They'll bring it all back in.
1: And that's an upgrade cycle. So in theory, it can work out in their favour.
2: Yeah
1: still they're going to have some headwinds because a lot of the easy gains areas like credit card fx and so forth fintechs are competing in there so you're losing a lot of market share but i think the banks are okay i think they hold here the other thing to remember is the dominant buyer and seller of banks are global investors they do Mm -hmm. that for the currency right yes tomorrow rba is going to talk (coughs) it down. i know the treasurer is going to throw out debt and deficit forever so in that context aussie dollar will come off a bit but the biggest gorilla in the currency market is the uh, U.S. Fed, yep. and inevitably they're going to be printing trillions of dollars for right. years ahead. So they will bring down the U.S. dollar, Aussie dollar will go up. Right. And when the Aussie dollar runs up, the banks will go up with it. Right. Okay. So that's the benefit. It's not great, but you'll do okay, but it's not going to kill you.
2: So are you saying it nabs a buy at this level? Yeah, it looks so okay. bad that it's actually a buy. <laughs> Carl? <laughs>
0: I'm pretty close to Nathan on this one. Uh, I do think we've seen the low in the banks. So I think if you if you know look, so many Australians hold banking stocks in their super funds for good reason. You know they've been great performers over the long, long term, and and they pay a great yield. And I, you know I, I think if you are holding them, look, if, if if my opinion's worth anything, you can breathe a little bit of a sigh of relief. I think we've seen the low, but. I don't think we're going to see this um you know fantastic uh, re- recovery because I don't think the the longer term economic fundamentals are, are going to support that uh just given what's going on in the world uh, but but you know we're probably going to bump along the bottom the chart i'm glad it's on screen now because it is you know you can see it's sort of bumping along the bottom there and, and that's probably what we'll do for a period of, of, of time I, I think if it, if there will be another move it, it will be to the upside but probably gradually um you know the the technicals i think are pretty supportive of that uh i think we you know the, the, they want to uh water down those uh, responsible lending laws so i think there might also be uh just you know i mean look we know that we know that they're well capitalized uh, we know that money's fairly cheap for them to get that they, they've just been it's been harder for them to, to get it out there post GFC because of those laws so yeah. it'll just free them up a little bit it'll it, you know, and that there's a little bit of growth there potentially and that might balance out some of the, the negatives uh, that, that Nathan talked about net interest margins etc cetera, etc cetera. so uh, I, I, I'm okay with the banks at this stage I, I would however say so Raju's asked the question Raju if you've got the stock hang on to the stock. Um, if you don't have the stock and you're wondering whether you should buy now, maybe there are some, some alternatives out there that are a bit more leveraged to what's going on. Um, so AFG is one of them, so Australian Finance uh, Group. It's uh, so a, a mortgage um, uh, yeah. a originator um, and um, Resimac, uh, similar space as well. Yeah. So I think those two have got more leverage to, to what's going to happen um, in, the, right. in the the local economy around lending uh in the near term, and then that's where i would be looking and the yields on those. So they've, they've maintained their dividends and their dividend yields are over 5% fully frank. So I think that's where you want to go as well from a yield perspective. too. you talked okay. about yields before, Goshi.
2: Yep, absolutely. All right, uh, uh, let's just recap the final five stocks. Um, IGO, uh, a yes from Nathan, um and Western Areas is another big nickel producer as well. Um, uh, Carl doesn't like it because it's got a bad chart at the moment and there's no momentum if it gets around that $3.50 mark then the charts are indicating that uh, that could be a turning point. Um, On Boral a uh, a no from Nathan um, um, uh, from Carl against his um, (laughs) psychological issues against Boral. Would that be too harsh? like scarring no, <laughs> scarring no, that's no, it not, not when uh, it comes yeah. i've
0: got many boral, many boral scars many times i've yeah, predicted yeah. a turnaround because we
2: of going. the scars um he's had to fight those and say it's so low now that it actually is worth, worth buying on on maybe a breakup that's pushed by the new major shareholders uh tilt renewables a, a hold from Nathan, a no from carl osnet um a yes from Carl, if you want just a, a, a pure defensive play with a bit of yield, a no from uh, uh, from Nathan and NAB. Um, the banks are so bad at the moment that um, uh, a yes from Nathan because they've gone so low and things are starting to change in the economy. It could be worthwhile looking at a hold from Carl if you've got it, but he prefers if you want leverage to that um, AFG or Resimac. Could be the two. Uh, Nathan, good to see you, mate. Always great to catch up. Uh, Carl from Think Markets, really good to have you on board as well.
0: Thanks, David. I hope your, boys in- hope your boys enjoy the week off and, uh, yep. and then charge on to the flag.
2: <laughs> We're back, back talking talking footy. Mine uh, one on the weekend. So uh, uh, going through to the pre- preliminary uh, finals, which is very exciting for us. All right. Uh, that's all we have time for, for the call this week. Or, or today rather, we'll be back same time tomorrow. Don't forget, if you want uh, to give us some suggestions on stocks you'd like analyze, click us an email, the call at osbiz.com.au or on Twitter using the handle TV. Don't forget, uh, if you want to catch up on everything that's happened in the day in business and finance, you should subscribe to the COB. Uh, Nadine and Scotty wrap up the day in an email to you, um, which lands in your inbox, 5.30 Eastern every day. And if you're looking for your next investment, unlisted off-market investment, uh, Startup Daily Show every afternoon between 2 and 3 p.m. is where you should be looking. Matt Vitale from Birchall uh, joins the team as he brings for you four companies that are all raising capital on the platforms uh, at the moment. That's coming up in Startup Daily. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon here on Auschwitz. I'll see you sometime tomorrow for another edition of The Call.
1: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?